All right, Kate, here's the deal. I didn't sleep last night. The deets are not for pod, but just trust. I got home. Mrs. C ate a f***ing uh, oxygen absorber bag. A what? You know those... Those little packets that are in dog treats. Oh, the silica, yeah. It's not silica. I'm reading the bag. It says oxygen absorber, which is iron, the internet tells me, which is hella poisonous to my girl. Oh. But I'm going to take her to the vet at eight. Uh, Anyway, hey, I'm going to ask you something crazy, and feel free to shoot this down. You want to drive the ship today? I can't. Come on, give it a shot. No, (laughs) I literally can't. (laughs) We'll do a broad strokes on this, baby, because this was... A dud, but it, there are some good topics to talk about, in my opinion. Yeah, this is not exciting. Yeah, but... So stay tuned! <laughs> I'm Lester Holt. But also, Kate, I have two new segments to introduce to you later. So just a little tease, all right? Very cool. They're not for the list. They're going to get a theme song and a name, but I'll pop that down the road. So, a little IMDB description. I couldn't get on KMDB for some reason. So, uh, after Tahira Gassemi disappears from the Louisiana home she shares with her adult son, detectives discover that she'd recently come into a great deal of money. The investigation reveals an astonishing plot with international implications. All right, so this tale begins in April of 2015. Hamed Gassemi comes home. Mom was recently divorced from Hamed's dad, Hameen. They look identical who the dad and the son yes okay i mean they do but i'm i'm gonna hit you with my first shocker for this app was realizing that they were mother and son and the not first shot they wife. showed i thought they were hubby and wife i know and then you see pictures of her with her husband and it's like well wait isn't that the son no you know what i'm not sure it's a diss to the guy i mean like shout out he's a fellow baldo uh but I think she just looks good for her age. I thought she looks really good. Yeah, for sure. Here's Andrea Canning with The Ultimate Betrayal. First off, Kateline, give me your thoughts on the set. I texted you. I needed a little taste. You hit me with that Z emoji. Yeah, this was boring. <laughs> it was really boring. Although there were some interesting things in it. I watched it three times and I'm not even really confident that I am going to remember everything because I was just kind of snoozing. <laughs> So we meet the son first off, and he had a really close relationship with his mom. She expected him to be home a lot. What did you think about the mother-son relationship? And also, which Arrested Development clips do you want me to use for this episode? Because it's some mother boy shit right here. I always get this way before mother boy. Oh, God. It's mother boy already? Yeah, this this is some buster for sure. Yep, yep. Um, But this could be typical when a grown son still lives at home with their mom. I mean, this could just be how the dynamic plays out where they kind of become sort of the husband where it's like they go to work, they come home, they don't do anything else. The mom wants them there for dinner, help take care of the house. Yeah, and what is interesting to me is they both seem to be aware of the predicament they're in and they both are aware that they're involved. Like she says, look, I just don't want them to be with people. Okay? <laughs> like, she says that to her friend. Right. When Ahmed had a date, she had a problem with it. She told me many times, like, I don't like it. I said, well, she's grown up. So I guess I got to respect that. And also, but look, she might run a tight ship and she might want you to eat her kebabs. But you're living under her roof, my man. You're not paying rent. You're not paying rent and you're living under her roof. So if you are suffocated 
if you feel like she's too in your face, can get your own place, right? I mean, the bottom line. Or maybe have some kind of conversation about it. Not an argument, but a conversation. Yeah, I don't know. Between the financial part of it, and then I don't know if like familial, you know, you live with your elders, especially because this case, because the fucking husband, dad, was a piece of shit. Okay. Yes. I would like... I would like to detail specifically how evil that guy is and how much my heart breaks for the mom. R.I.P. Yeah. She was a badass. She came to this country from Iran, didn't speak the language, learned it, got a job at Walmart, and quickly rose through the ranks and was trying to open her own business. It's badass. And she said, this is my dream that one day I would open my own bakery. Now let's just get into the nitty gritty here on specifically what went down in those 20 or 30 years. These two meet in the 70s, okay? They get married right away and have a kid. That's the son, Ahmed. So the dad comes over to America. He leaves them. Yes, and he goes to America under the pretense of getting a job and saving up money to move his family over there. Am I right? Yes. This is step one in why I, God, I, I, I want his like skin to be flayed or something grotesque. Okay. That's very violent. I know, and I'm out of it in step, but I, I don't know. Like, okay, but okay, so that's the first thing. He flies over to America. He's got this wife and son in Iran. What does he do first thing when he gets to America? He gets married to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. He did not fly his wife and kid over. No. They had to make their own way eventually. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay, so... He's over here for 20 years, getting married and divorced, and I think remarried again. And that's the one we talked to. And she's like, oh, he'd call me the maid when his wife would call once a month. We were living together, you know, I would answer the phone. They would call at least once a month for sure. All this time, he'd been telling them that I was the maid. God. So anyway, the dad is in America living it up. He's starting a great pizza business. Everybody loved the pizza. Rainbow pizza. Mm -hmm. People really liked it. They really did. And then he started selling cars at the pizza place, and now he owns a car dealership. Congrats. Whatevs. But meanwhile, he's telling his wife and son, hey, my hands are tied. I wish I could bring you over here, and I so would. But we just can't do it right now. We can't do it right now. And they keep buying this, and eventually the son finds his own way over when he turns 18, right? Yeah. He comes over on like a, maybe a work visa or a student visa or something. Mm -hmm. So now, there he is. The son is in America. The dad still is not bringing that wife over. She is still in Iran going, my husband's saving up. I'm going to have my own bakery one day. One of these days, I'm going to move to wherever he is in America, and we're going to live it up. They were in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's it. That's it. You know, I've been to Baton Rouge, but I don't I don't know about those red letter things. You mean on the river? Yeah. That's kind of cool. I have also been to Baton Rouge. So what? I thought it was pretty cool that there was such a big Iranian community in Baton Rouge. Because yeah. once yeah. they all did get settled, there was a whole friend group of immigrants. Yeah. Good friend and fellow Iranian immigrant Aisha Ismail said Tahera was determined to grab a small piece of the American dream. Now, before we get to her life over here, let's go ahead and say how it is she gets over here. Because it's not her f***ing husband. Her son stays in America for 10 years so that he becomes a naturalized citizen or whatever so that he can bring her over. So the son is the one that ends up bringing the mom over from Iran. And as soon as she gets there, what's that wad say to her? What did he say? I want a divorce? Yeah. He said, I want a divorce. Or maybe he didn't. Like, they, it took a while. They eventually did get divorced. But here's the thing is that divorce paper, that ink wasn't even dry. 
That was signed like a week before this murder or something. Like it coincides with the resolution of the marriage. Yeah. Dissolution? It speaks to motive for sure. Yeah. And, oh, okay. All right. So the dad definitely did all the and we'll get into it. But I think that Dateline did do a good job at planting seeds of it could be the son for the first few minutes. Because check this out. They, we hear this all the time on shows that there's no such thing as a coincidence. And that son happened to stay out that night for a long time the day that his mom was captured and murdered. Yeah. He happened to have gotten into kind of a brutal argument with her where they, All right. it made him a little suspicious. Like he just wanted her dead because she was controlling his life. Yeah, but Kate, you're a resident expert and I'm going to go ahead and offer this. I don't think they were that evil. I mean, he used the F word and stuff. I mean, no. I, don't, I don't swear at my mom like that, but it didn't seem too vicious. No, it, it's me. just mother-son stuff. I mean, especially when you think of how close they were and living together and constantly in each other's business. We're talking about text messages like, leave me the F alone, I'm moving out. Yes. I mean, they, they were really butting heads. Yeah, there was definitely tension between he and his mother. That seems very normal to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know what the answer is for those two. I mean, sadly, what happened was this f***ing dad divorces and has to pay her a million bucks. He signs the paper and says, eh, never mind, I want that back. So he convinces some of his goons to f***ing kill his ex-wife and son. That son was on the hit list too. Yeah, but he was out getting daiquiris or whatever. And then he also, what he didn't tell the police, is like, come on guys, you gotta tell the truth. Well, don't go in there, but don't be leaving stuff out. Because we're gonna, they're gonna find it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure he used his card after he went back out. Point is, he went home, did not see his mom there. Rice is burning on the stove. Her purse is there though. But she's like, ah, eh, she has sleepovers with her friends because they wake up early to bake. That's true. That's just some cute shit this mom would get up to. She would spend the night, and then we would, me and her, we would sleep in the living room. You two were like girls, like sleepover. Exactly. Yeah, and he and, came oh, home. And, and she's a- Sorry, she's a mountain climber in Iran. She was like ahead of her group. Sorry, remember? Yes. That's cool. Even though she wasn't home, it wasn't unusual because he had gotten home way later than he said he would. Typically, you know, they'd be asleep at that time anyway. So he assumes she had left earlier and went to a friend's house. The next morning, he still didn't hear from her. So he calls Walmart to see if maybe she's at work. (sighs) And they say, yep, she was here yesterday. She's on the clock today. All good. He's like, cool. Mm -hmm. Then... He still doesn't hear from her. And it's not until the following day that he goes to Walmart at 5.30 a.m. when it opens and asks them, when was the last time you saw my mom? And they... Yeah, and prove it, too. Like, he's in there in person. He wants to see the schedule. And And they pull up the schedule and they're like, oh, you know what? She actually wasn't here yesterday. And then he panics and goes to the police. But, of course, the police are like, what took you so long? And he's like, ugh. I thought she was at work. So he comes back and sees she's gone, and he goes back out to party. That looks suspicious as hell on a dateline, but then he gives his reason, and I buy it. Why lie to the police? Because I didn't want my mom to find out that I went back out and be more upset that that went out when I knew that she wasn't home. Like, this gives you a window into their relationship, and I believe him 100% when he says that I didn't want her to be mad at me for going back out. Yeah, I didn't think it was suspicious either. He had a moment of freedom and he took it. Yeah, and so this coincidence thing, do you do you think there's no such thing as a coincidence? How do you feel about that? It depends. Coincidences do happen, otherwise the word wouldn't exist. True, 
but detectives love saying how they don't exist. And 98% of the time, I kind of agree. But there is that 2%, though. There's some wild-ass stuff that just happens. Like, for instance, Shannon in the Gilgo Beach, right? Like, she dies... Right where there was a ton of other people murdered. Yeah, like, so that's a coincidence. Yeah. Proof right there. Mm-hmm. And then I, I start thinking about it like this. I feel like they were painting it like this is a one-time thing, but I feel like he's pulled this move a bunch. So it's not that crazy for him to blow off dinner. That's my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't get into an argument if it only happened every once in a while. This is clearly a thing that kept happening. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, God, I was just thinking about the mom watching this app and going like, why, why you got to start this app with how I'm like smothering my kid? Like, is totally. this episode supposed to be about me? Totally. Because she had her own life. She worked. She wanted to start this bakery business. She had all these girlfriends that she hung out with. And yeah, she was like an excellent mountain climber. She had a lot going on. It seemed like she had more going on than the sun. Good mountains in Iran? Beautiful mountains in Iran. And she climbed just about all of them. To make her out to be this overbearing mom is such a bummer. Yeah. It wasn't even like that was their intro like sugary snacks or whatever this was one or two acts of them discussing how weird their relationship was and how her friends thought it was weird too and tried to tell her to cool it was she smothering you a lot a lot it was just a constant fight i think everybody thought it was weird because the son looked exactly like the dad (laughs) and looked like they were the same age that's why yeah if he looked like a little boy this would not be weird but he looked yeah. 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's in those old photos, too, at being like 17 or something. And those photos are from the 70s or something, right? Like the photos from back in Iran, the family th- photos? They seemed like they were from like the early 90s. What? Okay, I'll take your report on that. Oh, I didn't take a f-ing screenshot, goddammit. But do you remember what AC's pants look like? Because I just got a follow-up cue for you. No, I don't. Hit me. Okay. What I want to know is, so this was taped now, so she's wearing current styles, but I was curious if you thought what she was wearing was high-waisted or if there is indeed a middle ground. Do we have to go to the, forgive the parlance, gutterness of the low jeans? What do you think? Well, there is such a thing as a mid-rise, Kurt. Look, when we discussed it, it was kind of like one or the other, I thought. Is that not true? I prefer low-rise. High-waisted jeans can get f- Nah, I'm all about it. But- a lot of my pants are mid-rise because all they sell for millennials is high-rise, and I can't do that. So when I can find a mid-rise, I snag it. Fair. Okay. All right. Sweet. I know everyone uh, was dying to know. <laughs> Look, that's legit what I first thought, because, like, she still has the same style, but she's wearing pants of the time or whatever. Look, anyway. Pants uh, of the time. Pants of the time. Okay. Guess what? Uh, this fucking jerk-off dad gets busted. And he gets busted. This piece of paid these kids 10 grand to kill his wife and son. They kill the wife. They meet him at some, bowl, like, a bowling alley or some shit. And he's like, oh, come to my house. Come to my house. And because of that cell phone call, that 17-second call, that's why he was tied directly to the murder. So isn't that dope that his lazy ass is what got him busted? Should have had a burner. Should have had a burner. Yeah, he hired Absolutely. Skyler and Tyler, 
or Taylor oh, yeah. and <laughs> Sailor, whatever their names were. Yep, they're both named Taylor. These two idiots. <laughs> yeah, and then one of them got murdered in prison, right? Oh, I don't recall. One of them died. The coroner told Dateline he died from a fentanyl overdose. So this piece goes to trial and he's convicted. Now, somewhere around this time, the son takes his mom's remains because they end up finding her burned car. And then where's where was her body? It was like, oh, it was wrapped up in his bedsheet that she was going to replace that day. Another window into a night with these two, huh? Yeah, the fact that she was like, you need a new bed sheet. You need a new comforter. I'm going to buy you one. And he's like, no, mom, I don't want you to pick it out for me. I'm not a kid. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I, I'm going to get one. Just do you like yeah. the blue stripe? We're going to get the blue stripe. Mom, stop. <laughs> yeah. And what's nuts is the reason why he had he needed a new bed cover. Do you remember? Because he bled on it because his piece of dad hired a teenager to attack him at his work. Right. And you see a scar. That was legit. He had a gnarly scar on his head yeah. from getting like sliced open down to the skull. Yeah. So that's the reason why he bled all over the sheet. And that's why she was going to replace it. And then it must have been the closest bedroom because they used that to wrap her body up and stuff. Yeah. So police found her burned out Jaguar. Right. Yep. And that wasn't the only significant car in this one, was it? Oh, wait. Remind me. Remind me. I don't, I don't, it's right there on the tip. They have surveillance from a parking lot behind yes. their house. Oh, yay. Wait a minute. You're right. This makes me like this. Ep- I forgot about these two. I forgot about this. This is your wheelhouse too. I know. This was a My Cousin Vinny moment and I was very jealous. These two dudes who worked at the car dealership that the dad owned, they knew all the inventory they had. They had it all memorized. They knew every kind of car on the lot every kind of trim package, and when they saw the surveillance of a car pulling up behind the house the night of the murder, they recognized it as one of the cars from their lot, and they figured out it had just been sold. So they tell police who they sold it to. What made it such a great car guy connection is that they recognize the trim package. Yeah. The Z71 has fender flares, running boards, different wheels. So that's what made it distinctive. It stuck out like a unicorn. And look, I'm sure because you're our car expert, you probably could also tell there was some sort of trim package. Me, the layman, when I watched, I was like, that's just an SUV. Then they point out this trim kit and I'm like, damn it, you're right. I see it now. Yeah, well... I see it now. A lot of those extra packages, they add those running boards, they add different kind of wheel well moldings, and they recognize that right away. Even in a grainy surveillance video. Yeah, that's true. And so they're pumped. They're like, oh, we know that car. And then it's like, oh, wait, it was our boss's wife that's dead. But then these two guys, I liked their attitude for being car salesmen. I liked their vibe. They seemed like gentle guys. Yeah, because they did the right thing. Yeah. They tattled on their boss. Damn right. Yeah. So this like gets all of his cronies caught who are involved. Real lamos. They all go to jail. The son wants to take his mom back to Iran to bury her, right? Yeah. Now, he and his mom are Christian and so they did a they had, it wasn't even like a service. They just had like a walking with her in Iran. And he got arrested. Right. Hamed was accused of trying to convert Muslims to Christianity, a capital offense in the Islamic Republic. So that's super scary. And now he's in jail in another country and he's trying to remember his friend's cell phones, numbers. Like he ends up remembering this awesome lady who worked. It's like, I forget what she was, but like that was wild that he knew her number by them. There are just some of those numbers that 
you can't forget. I still remember one of my best friends from high school, her cell phone number, and it's not even her number anymore, but I still know it. There you go. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's pumped he remembered it because she starts to get the ball rolling and eventually they get him out of there. But this is also, I find myself believing this son is I think the dad did this. Oh yeah, definitely. It's all that f***ing evil dad. Yeah, he had some contacts that got his son arrested and technically he's a naturalized American citizen. So those charges don't, don't stand, right? He was free to come back to the United States because... No, no, no. He just got bail, and then he jumped. Oh, and then he jumped, right. Yeah, and he's just talking about on a dateline. No extradition or whatever? Is that why yeah. he didn't do that? I wonder, though, if he feels like he's kind of got to watch his back forever. I think so. Uh, Wait, there was another thing about the another thing about the dad and the son and the mom and the son. The son was actually the dad the whole time. <laughs> Speaking of familial relations, what was the reason that the dad used to try and get the divorce annulled? Or get the marriage Knocked out entirely. What was his play in court to say that, oh, that marriage didn't count? He said that in Iran, their marriage didn't count because they are first cousins. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean that you can do that in Iran, but here you can't be first cousins and be married. Yeah. But if the wedding took place somewhere else, it's recognized here. I think it also makes it super clear that he's the one that killed her too. Like, I know it, it's not proof that'll hold up in court, but it's like, you don't understand. He was willing to admit to 30 years of incest and go on the record with that to try and get this woman out of his life and it didn't work, right? Do you like? He, do you really feel like that's incest? Look, I thought if you had a kid with a cousin, they come out a little funny. I thought like that that's just in the incest fam. <laughs> I thought that was just, you know, stuff to avoid. And that's why their kid... There's nothing wrong with... He's not that bad. Well, what do you what do, what do you get? That's at? why their kid is basically a carbon copy of the dad because it didn't. There weren't any other genes in the gene pool other than that same family. <laughs> that's interesting. It sounds like it is. It sounds like it was perfectly legal over there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just fucking laughable and disgusting that he tried to say like, oh, actually, this this marriage never stood in the first place. His initial defense was they could not be legally married because they were first cousins and under Louisiana law, first cousins cannot marry. Okay, I love at the end of the episode, it's supposed to be like a victory lap for this son. And he has been through a lot and my heart goes out to him, but he bought a car dealership and they don't say it, but I, it's clear he, he bought that car dealership with that million dollars that he got from his mom dying, right? Is that how much a car dealership in Baton Rouge would cost? Uh... I have no clue. I just, uh, I don't know. It was just a big leap for him to take from living with his mom and hating it mm-hmm. to being able to buy a car dealership just felt like a big old leap. Yeah. And, and AC, so AC and him are walking in the parking lot and she's like, well, okay, so that's good. Okay. So your dad did teach you business. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, he didn't. He, he taught me how to not do business. That's what he taught me. He taught you about the car business. But uh, my way of doing business and his way are completely uh, different. And he was there with like one single AirPod in, but like the long skinny ones that people don't have anymore. What do you think about that? Not the wired ones, but the first gen. Yeah. Do you think his girlfriend was feeding him what to say? And that's why he had it in. (laughs) Oh my God, I didn't consider that. Okay, Kate. I mean, that's not a bad idea because he did. He married an Iranian woman just like his mom wanted. Yeah. that w- I was happy that he found love. Again, I think it's so cool that there's that big of 
a community in Baton Rouge. You know, at the beginning of this, we were both down on this app. I feel like I've really turned a corner on it, though. Because when I think about all the things that we've been discussing, that's kind of wild stuff, no? Is it compelling because we're compelling? (laughs) Well, I don't... Here's a nice thing I'm going to say about Dateline, and this is maybe something that I look for in everything. But when something rewards you for repeated watches, that's a good thing to me. That makes my heart feel fuzzy. Because it's like you're getting paid back for going back in. And I feel like every time I watch Dateline again, there's something else where I'm like... Oh, yeah, they just dropped a bomb that he tried to say, well, we're first cousins, so it doesn't count. Like, that was like two seconds of the episode, and that's like a pretty big woe to me. They do that a lot on Dateline. That's good stuff! Where it's like, hold up, go back. What did he say? Maybe let's dive into that a little bit. Yes. And so I don't know what it is like. <sighs> I This was a normal episode, but goddamn it, if I aren't sitting here going like, it's got me thinking about stuff, like Dateline does, you know? But you, but you, you still say... Honk shoe. <laughs> Z's for Kate. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm not sold. All right, fair enough. There might have been something on my list. I don't remember it. I'm kind of super stoked about my new segs. All right. The new segments I'm about to throw on you. Let me hear it. Do you have anything for your list, though? Let's pop your theme in. Kate's unnamed list. You got anything? No, I don't I don't have anything. Okay, here we go. I'm going to give you the, the title first, and then I'll describe it, okay? Okay. First one, duck amuck. If he wasn't me, I'd smack you right in the puff. Anytime ducks are used for metaphors on the show, I play that clip. Because believe it or not, odd duck, we've heard it multiple times. I just heard it on another show yesterday. James Orban was an odd duck from the minute he was born. And not only that, but the whole thing about if it walks like a duck, if it talks like a duck, cops love that sh- This is the segment called duck amuck what do you think yeah you like yeah quack quack yeah <laughs> yeah boom that's awesome that's perfect uh okay number two and now this one actually is good because there's an example of it from this episode this segment is called there's two sides to every sentence this is one yahoos listen to ac say a sentence then they repeat the sentence but with different words yeah two sides to every sentence segment and then we see her and she's like uh-huh. That's yeah. what I just said. Yeah, and this this one in this episode is a good example of it, too, because it is, it's so, like, that's what she just said. <laughs> that phone call unraveled a diabolical murder plot. That phone call, one phone call, uh, unraveled his whole plot to get away with killing his ex-wife. Yeah, I mean, that's all I got. We forget anything about this episode? I mean, I'm sure we are, because yeah. I fell asleep three times. Fair. And again, who knows... What I'm going to think about when I listen to this playback, uh, we'll see. But I, this is good because honestly, this felt good. It was a 30-minute record. If uh, So here's what I need you to do. Oh, there is a third segment and I remembered the name. Okay, give me a moment. It's half of it. Hang on. Oh, I got it. I got it. This segment could be called. I'm on the fence on this one and it, it'll only happen every once in a while, but I think we could have some fun with it. It's called Out of Context Clapbacks. It's where you or I write a sick burn in response to someone online who said something to us and they were wrong about it. And all we do is read our sick burn, no context, out of context, clapbacks. What do you think? Okay. It sounds like you have one in mind. Well, the... Because I was poking around the IG and I was looking at it. It's like, I don't want to engage, but I do, but I don't, but I do, but I don't, but I do. 
So I don't, I don't know what this is or if we'll do it, but I thought that was fun too. What do you think? So I think I had two home runs and a double. Was that a double? Yeah. Let's just try not to make it too offensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of offensive, I'm cutting out that I said cutter. <laughs> That's getting out of here. Grosso. Uh, okay, let's wrap this up. And then we just, we got a bitch about the Oscars for like four minutes. What do you think? You got that in you? Just for us? Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, reach out to us on the email. I'm Lester Holt at gmail.com. IG is what? I'm Lester Holt. I'm having some fun on the IG these days, though. Stream of consciousness in the stories. Just pop, pop, pop. Possible Kateline sighting here. Possible Kateline sighting there. I'm liking it. Uh, and next week, we are doing, I think it's called, like, Joy Disappeared or something. Here's the good news. It's a big one. It's a Friday fatty. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, I'm Kurt Money. I'm Kateline. I'm Lester Holt. For all of us. I'm Lester Holt. Good night. Quack. Quack.